Hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's podcast episode. I'm your host, Elena Stoddard, and to start off this episode, I want to throw you into a moment. Okay, I'm going to describe to you a story, like I kind of put you in the situation, and we're going to go from there. Okay, so I want you to imagine that you are a junior in high school and you're a junior at a high school that is very, very large. There are over a thousand kids in your graduating class and you can walk down the hallways and not recognize someone. So it is not small town, like small town vibe energy, like not nothing like that. Okay, and so you're a junior and you are enrolled in a sociology class. And you've been really interested in sociology. And for those of you who aren't familiar, sociology is the study of big groups of people. So it's kind of like the cousin to psychology, except in my book, psychology is more looking at the self and people. And sociology is looking at groups of people as a whole and like interacting with each other. But that's besides the point. And so for sociology class, and keep in mind you're a junior, you have this amazing teacher. Like, he's the type of teacher where if you guys had a substitute, everyone in the class was actually bummed. And I think that's a really, really good gauge or tell of how good a teacher is if their students are sad that they're not, de- they're not there one day in class. So you love your teacher, But the problem is, is sociology is mainly a senior class at your high school, which means you signed up for it as a junior because you just were so eager to take it. But now you don't really know people in the class. And this sociology class is a very like interact with everyone, different activities. Um, I guess you could call them games, like besides the point. But yeah, so this sociology class has a lot of socializing with other people and you're a junior and your whole class is seniors. And that's kind of scary because you're a junior. And when you're in high school, who really has all their shit together? Who's really that confident and like doesn't have the tiniest bit of social nerves? But anyways, so for this week's assignment, your teacher says, hey, hey, y'all, I want you to bring in your favorite children's book. And to be honest, you don't quite remember how this relates to sociology, but you just remember, hey, for my homework, I got to bring in my favorite children's book. And so the next day you show up to class and there's a lot of Dr. Seuss, maybe there's some fancy Nancy, you know, there's some good old comic books, and you decide to bring one of your absolute favorite books as being a kid. And it's a book that's a little off the beaten path, like it's not as well known, and it's about um, a small rabbit that just dunks itself in different barrels of paint and turns different colors and it's just kind of a book about when you mix different colors what colors you get so like if the rabbit dunks themselves in like green paint and then jumps in a different barrel of paint what color do they turn when they come out of that paint but anyways this is very very specific you'll understand where I'm going with this very specific story so You bring in that book and your teacher asks, hey, like for fun, would anyone like to read their book out loud to the class? 
And at first, no one really volunteers because this sociology class, it's like you as a junior and a bunch of seniors, but it seems like none of the seniors know each other. Like, it's just one of those classes where you don't want to get there early. You don't want to have to sit there awkwardly in the class pretending to do something on your phone for the next five minutes while you wait for the bell to ring, you know? And there is like some interesting characters in the class, some judgy faces, like it's just, it's just not the vibe. But because this is one of your favorite books and you really respect your teacher and you do have a few close friends in the class, you're like, okay, like I can do this, like I'm a pretty confident person, like I'm gonna go up and read my favorite book to the class. And you're close friends in the class, so it's you and three seniors, keep in mind you're still a junior. And I know it's kind of silly that I'm emphasizing age so much, but when you are young, I think that age just plays such a big role in things, like a kind of in a power dynamic way. I don't know. I just think it's really important when you're young and influences social situations. So yeah, your friends in the class, they're amazing. They're so supportive. Like they are one of the highlights of your day. Like they're just super fun to talk to. And you go up and you're reading your book and all of a sudden you hear just some laughter, like, and not the type of laughter, like, oh my goodness, like, this book is great, I'm laughing along, no, this is the type of laughter where all of a sudden, you just kind of want to curl up into a ball, like, you're like a hermit crab, and you just want to shrink back into your shell, and it's just, it just feels like they're mocking you, like, you can't quite place it, but it just doesn't feel good, and you're confused, and honestly, the rest of your class is confused, too, because the people around you are confused. They're like, well, are these people laughing at the book and the person telling the story? And even the teacher doesn't quite know what to do, because this teacher, this is, like I said, the great teacher. He would literally bring in donuts on test days because he felt bad that he had to test kids, like that type of teacher. So this teacher doesn't like yelling at people. And after these people are laughing, eventually someone says, the teacher goes, excuse me, like, what's going on? And they shut up, and you don't really know what to do, but all you can think to do is just keep reading your book. And you keep trying to read it as you were earlier, with a positive tone, as if you were reading the book to your childhood stuff. You were looking at six-year-old you and reading. But it just doesn't feel the same because now it feels like you've been mocked or disrespected and you just don't know how to keep going. But somehow you do and you don't remember finishing because, you know, in stressful situations, sometimes you don't remember what the outcome was. And you sit back down at your seat and you just try and brush it off. But one of those close friends that you have goes, I don't like that. Why did they do that? And they look pissed like they are very angry. And this is a friend who is so loyal like even though you don't know them too well like you just met in class they are pretty much as loyal as they come like they got your back they will support you a hundred percent like that type of energy and that friend let's let's call them cup cup even goes like I don't know how you're so calm right now I would have been so angry if that's the way they were treating me while I was reading my favorite childhood story that, like, you know, means a lot to me and it's very sentimental. Like, I don't like that they were doing that. And before Cup said those words, 
maybe you're not too upset about it, like you were just trying to get through the moment, finish the book, and kind of forget about the situation because it was uncomfortable. But then it gets you thinking, you're like, you're right, like maybe I should be upset, or are these people not worth my energy? And also, it was never confirmed that they were laughing about you, but like, why else would you be laughing in class? Like, it was a very quiet, more, not serious, but like, hey, like, let's everyone look one way and pay attention to the person speaking. So why else would they be laughing? And as I described to you a very in-detail story, you've probably guessed by now that this is actually something that happened to me. This happened to me my junior year of high school, and it's one of those moments from high school that I don't think I'll ever forget. And even though it's a very tiny, small event, like, oh wow, like some rude kids in class laughed at you while reading a book, I think I'll always remember this moment because it was one of the few moments in my life where I wish I had stood up for myself or I wish I had done something pretty much just different. Like I wish I didn't react the way I did and moving forward, I don't want to feel that way. Because in that moment, when I was describing the story, like the situation to you, I kind of just froze. And it wasn't out of like pure like anxiety and fear. It was a little bit too just out of confusion. I was like, why are they laughing? Are they, did they just tell each other a joke? And keep in mind, the people laughing, they were like too, think you're typical kind of douchey dudes that are friends with you. Like they, you know just laughing and I was like oh maybe they're laughing about something else but at the same time like we're literally doing story time like trying to have a class moment of sharing one of your favorite childhood memories like I just think that that's really rude and inconsiderate because what if it was you up there like you know I mean coming out today we realize or we're realizing how much your childhood and I guess even like your adolescence like I guess just being like a young teenager and stuff really forms you as an adult Like, maybe if you're older listening to this, I'd say, like, 17 up. You know, maybe people are ruder, or, like, sometimes you get, you know, you hear the occasional hate comment, and you're like, ah, whatever. But you know what you do remember? You do remember the insult that Sally told you when you were seven on the playground because you were a child. And when you're a child, things really impact you, which is why I think sharing something like a childhood story is just a more almost vulnerable moment that these people in my class kind of disrespected and when my friend like was visibly angry and she's like I want to say something I was like no like it's not worth your energy like not worth your time looking back I kind of am glad that she didn't say anything because I wish I had and I don't know exactly what I would have done differently but I think I would have said something like like oh why are you laughing? Do you find my book funny? I mean, that's okay. I guess a rabbit jumping in paint, I mean, it's not the most interesting thing, and maybe you think that's funny, but if you're not going to listen to my story, why don't you go sit in the hall? Like, I don't know. That's not the best comeback, but I just wish I had stood up for myself. And that brings me to the question, or just kind of the topic for today's episode, which is, how do you stand up for yourself? When is an appropriate time to stand up for yourself? And how do you do it in a way that's respectful and you still keep your emotions in check? 
because sometimes when you feel disrespected. And when you do need to stand up for yourself, you might feel all type of emotions. You're probably angry, annoyed, pissed off, hurt, embarrassed. You know, just a boatload of negative things. And you're like, well, how do I express all of these things while still trying to be respectful, even though I don't want to respect the person that was just rude to me? And after thinking about this topic a little bit more, I personally think how I live my life like is something worth speaking up about. Is I need to consider two things. I need to consider one, how much power do I have in this situation, and two, how much do I think this will bother me later. So to address the first point, power, I think you need to look at where you stand in comparison to the people around you. So for instance, in this storybook example where I was reading a story. At the time, I felt like I didn't really have that much power because, well, for one, it is a predominantly white high school, and I'm not white, so that's already one disadvantage. I'm a woman; that's another disadvantage. And the third disadvantage is that I was younger; I was a junior, and like I've been trying to emphasize, like seniority and age does play a big role in one's power. So, you know, with all those three things combined, I didn't. Feel like I had a lot of power. Like I didn't know anyone in that sociology class besides the three other wonderful ladies sitting around me. So that would definitely be one reason why I think at the time I didn't stand up for myself. Because looking back at my life, I only have about three distinct times I wish I had stood up for myself, which I think that's pretty good considering I'm almost twenty. So that's one thing is just power. Like I don't think I had a lot of power, and when I talk about power too, it could also be looking at things like, do I correct my boss because technically I'm in a lower position than them, or oh, do I tell my mom that she did something wrong because, in a way, yes, your mom does have more power than you. Like she's an adult that you know raised you. Like you should respect her. So those are just all examples of power. And then the second thing is just. How much will this bother me later? Because I'm a big believer in choose your battles wisely. Your energy is a very scarce resource that you have, and you don't want to be wasting it on people that just straight up don't deserve your energy. So, how do you decide when to? I don't want to say pick a fight, but anytime you do speak up for yourself, there's a chance that that other person that's doing something against you might get defensive, or it might turn into a small little debacle. You know, so when is it worth using your energy? And I kind of just use the gauge of how much will this bother me later? Like, is this just some silly one-off joke, or is this something that truly hits against something that's really important to me? So, for example, this book that I was reading really meant a lot to me and embodied a lot of my childhood. So that's really, really important to me. Or let's say that your boss is like just glancing over all of your really hard work. Like that is probably something that's really, really important to you. Like that's something you have worked for your whole life, and now you have a boss that's glancing over and not appreciating you. Or on the other side of the stick, perhaps your mom looks at you. You're getting ready to go to school, and you're wearing some ripped jeans, and she goes, "Oh, why are you wearing those jeans? Like, come on, that looks so, so ugh. Like, what's with kids in these ripped jeans these days?" 
So you could stand up for yourself and tell your mom, like, hey, it's not nice of you to make fun of what other people are wearing, and you should be a supportive mom and support how I express myself. But is that really worth it? I mean, what parent, like, really loves ripped jeans? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a common thing that older people do. They're just like, oh, silly kids in the ripped jeans. So to kind of wrap up my point, it's just I need to always weigh out in my head how much will this really bother me later? And like, is me potentially picking a fight going to have long-term consequences that I'm not ready for? So going back to my original example of this episode about the senior guys who were laughing during my book reading, I think that I didn't really have that many long-term consequences. I mean, these guys were seniors. I've never seen them before this class. I've never seen them since the class. And they were seniors, so they were graduating and leaving. Like, there's not too many long-term consequences. And, like, I'm so fortunate to say that bullying is not super big at that level at my school. Like, when you're junior and seniors, I think, at least from my experience, bullying kind of levels out. Like, it you know, people aren't as focused on that anymore. So I, chances are probably would not have been bullied afterwards for saying things like that. So that's just another moment where I'm like, well, it bothers me a lot later. And even though I didn't have a lot of power, there's no long-term consequence. So in the situation where it's you and your boss, yeah, you don't have a lot of power and maybe it really will bother you later. But the problem is, is there might be a bad long-term consequence to you speaking out against your boss. Like maybe you don't get the promotion or your boss doesn't like you anymore, you know? So I guess in a way, the third thing that I like to weigh is the long-term consequence of it. But mainly the first two, just how much power do I have and... How much will this bother me later? So that's pretty much all I have for this week's episode. Let me know what you think of this episode. I mean, when do you think it's appropriate to stand up for yourself? When when is it worth your energy? I mean, all the time you have the right to stand up for yourself. And you should because you are a cutie patootie pie and you deserve the god dang best in life. But sometimes... I don't know if it's worth it. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed and I will talk to you later. Bye.